0: What's happening, everybody? You're listening to another groovy episode of the Supermarcato Brothers Video Game Music Podcast.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother Will Brueggemann.
0: We have a really fun and sort of unexpected interesting episode on the podcast today. Uh, We didn't really even know what to call this because the (laughs) the theme here
1: is... (laughs) It's so
0: niche isn't it? (laughs) Genesis Billiards games. These are three games about pool on the Sega Genesis and they all have these really cool chilled
1: out jazzy soundtracks. It's pool jazz today. Uh, I actually had this idea years ago at least over a year ago on the podcast uh there was a either a show and tell episode or some sort of sports games episode and i was playing music from i believe kiss shot which is one of the three scores we're touching on today and i had the idea for will i was like could we have an episode where we have like kiss shot music side pocket and also minnesota fats and will was like yeah i don't know what we would call it but yeah that sounds good and so that's what we're doing today it's kind of a triple spotlight we're starting off with side pocket the wonderful data east score and then kiss shot which is i think a sega Game and score, and then uh, ending the episode with Minnesota Fats, which is another Data East uh, game. So these are all surprisingly similar soundtracks, very jazzy and playful. Yeah, it's going to get pretty smoky
0: in here, and uh, it's yeah, this stuff is going to be awesome. We did an episode on jazz music, like probably in our second or third season, a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I know we've we've played a lot of music on the podcast that we've described as being jazzy, and mm-hmm. I think for for people who aren't necessarily familiar with what that means, a lot of times we're talking about. Uh, video game music in the context of like jazz fusion or like extended harmony, you know, major seventh chords, minor seventh chords. But uh, when Carl says all this music is jazz, he means like specifically the style, (laughs) American, you know, 1930s, 1940s, like old school jazz kind of lounge music. It's
1: funny that so many different pool games, especially on the Sega Genesis, went for this one sound. And I, I think it was a good choice because... With the sound chip of the Sega Genesis, it doesn't really convey uh, a specific thing. It's not like if you're if you're going for like an old game or a medieval game, or or a game that has a particular like noir style or era. Uh, the sound chip itself doesn't really convey that. So with musical techniques and traditions, you can you can get the feeling of like some old smoky pool hall. But it's funny because I think a lot of this music is a lot more bright and optimistic than I think would fit for, like, a pool game. So, I don't know. It was an interesting choice, but the music is outstanding here. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I think this
0: sort of style of doing, like, a really old-school pastiche swanky jazz thing is no stranger in video games. I mean, one example that I really love is the Super Nintendo soundtrack to Vegas Stakes, which is kind of like a gambling game. Oftentimes in video games, like, Anything that involves, um, I don't know, something either gambling or that possibly has some, like, seedy undertones or something. They, they almost always, always want to use jazz because it's like these old connotations, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of, like, Las Vegas or something, you think of that kind of But area. what I think
1: is so impressive, specifically with uh, Minnesota Fats, which to me is kind of the all-star today, that score. What's so impressive is there are legitimate jazz pieces on that on that score like there are ballads there are up-tempo numbers pieces that could literally be a jazz standard if you yeah. heard it with a big band or a jazz combo just wonderful composition so it's not just the surface level of going for something that feels jazzy it is legitimate jazz music now there's other tracks today when that's maybe not the case uh where maybe it's it feels more like an impression of someone doing jazz so we're gonna have everything today uh what you guys heard playing in was grooving and that was from Side Pocket and we're going to stick on Side Pocket for a little bit today uh, two composers that worked on this game Emi Shimizu as well as Masaki Iwasaki and Iwasaki is um, one of the composers that returned for Minnesota Fats so this first game Side Pocket uh, came out in 1992 for a lot of systems uh, the Genesis had its own soundtrack uh, let's keep going let's move on to the next piece of music on the playlist this is called <laughs> Las Vegas let's take a listen Wonderful way to start off the episode. You guys are listening to Las Vegas from Side Pocket, which is a Data East game. Came out for a lot of different systems. We love the Game Boy version, which has a different score, different composer. This version is by Emi Shimizu and Masaki Iwasaki this is a great piece of
0: music very authentic Uh, Mm -hmm. not only just sort of that keyboard writing that I think is really kind of charming how that's presented on the Genesis but the, the sort of form of this song this ballad so to speak it's really catchy and it's really beautifully written and it It reminds me of the kind of thing that could be sort of like a jazz standard, something excerpted from an old Broadway or vaudeville show tune. Um, It has those kind of melodic characteristics to me. And then I like when uh, you almost get the impression that they're like soloing a little bit in kind of improvising over the form of the melody and there's the inclusion of all these kind of like triplet rhythms and stuff that it feels very authentic I mean it's very charming hearing it done in such a robotic manner on the Sega Genesis you know like yeah. the rhythms are so exact and perfect that yep. it sounds kind of humorous at times but they even get that kind of like you
1: know, glist sounding octave blum, 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 blum. I mean, they do the a flames. great job. It's particularly these Day to East composers with this game and then Minnesota Fats. Minnesota Fats was cool because that was a few years later and it's them returning to this sound. Uh, a lot of similar instruments but uh, I really think they they all of them outdid themselves with that score. There's more yeah. composers there as well. But in any case, yeah, so impressive to get this on the Genesis. There's not a lot of games on the Genesis that were able to go for this legitimate jazz sound. One thing that's so impressive, at least with these two Two Data East scores that we're focusing on today. Uh, Kiss Shot has a little bit of a different approach, um, instrumentation-wise. But with these two Data East scores, to my knowledge, they don't use any PSG channels. So what you're getting is you're getting this lush jazz sound from really five channels because the sixth channel on the FM chip is is the one that's dedicated to the drum samples. So bass takes one. Uh Melody's going to take one and then basically you only have 3 left for any sort of chord or harmonic support. Pretty the thing, impressive. Though, is th- that's actually
0: not that uncommon if you're thinking of this as almost like a little
1: jazz trio or something where you have drums space and Well, bass, yeah, maybe for this for this song, but there's there's tracks that we're going to hear that feel like a full almost quasi big band and so right. they get they get some lush sounds with with those limited channels. I
0: just think uh, these composers definitely have jazz chops and there yeah. are <laughs> ways of voicing chords in a, a, with just you know three pitches that has mm-hmm. sort of an authentic sound. A lot of times they call those claw voicings where it's right. just kind of um, you know, the bass is taking care of the roots and everything, and the melody's playing, and then you it's have basically the part third, writing. the seventh, and the ninth, or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's, like, really the only way to do it. Like, if you didn't have jazz chops, this would be a complete disaster, writing it for the Genesis. You guys heard quite a long form on that one, even some solos. We're going to have a lot of that today, a lot of great solos, long forms. It's going to be delightful. Let's move on to a piece of music that is actually a very different uh, stylistic choice. This is a totally different genre. It was fun to include this. Uh, Let's take a listen to Ace in the Hole. Mm I was listening to Ace in the Hole from Side Pocket and I was almost getting some Sonic vibes on this one. It's a very sunshiny, happy... A lot of energy it 's cool it 's not jazz it 's definitely going for a different uh, style of music, but there is some jazzy flourishes here, and it surprisingly fits the score like when you 're listening to the whole thing it 's not like completely out of left field like you can tell it 's the same composers and they use some of the same instruments. I really love the the panning that these composers use here, like when you have that vibes instrument or, or I guess maybe you even think of it as a Rhodes instrument, usually uh, when it 's two note harmonies, they pan it hard left and hard right, which really kind of leaves room for the melody in the center.
0: Totally. Yeah. So much to enjoy in a track like this. And I like that uh, not only are they going for a stylistic difference, but implementation wise, like it sounds completely different. We have a very different uh, distinct kind of FM based sound here. And it's going for more of like a synth you know, pop fusion kind of sound, which is for perfect sure. for games, but it's it's fun to get that eclectic variety, you know, in a video game. And it's the kind of thing that I just don't think you could do if you were using real instruments. You wouldn't go from this, like, smoky jazz lounge <laughs> sound like, right into this weird, poppy, you know, Much more modern sound. Yeah, but it works because this is all happening on the Sega Genesis. That's it's all sort glued of the together. Glue that that brings everything together. Well, it's cool that
1: this isn't the last track we're going to hear in this score that is a little bit more of a modern take on... on. With the next uh, example I'm thinking of, it's definitely in the jazz idiom, but it's more of that kind of modern fusion, and so that's really delightful. Uh, let's move on to... A short and sweet piece of music This is only 47 seconds And the loop is something like Maybe even like 15 or 20 seconds It's a very short piece of music um, But really catchy and, and fun Let's take a listen to Dinner for Two About 17 seconds there. Dinner for two for Side Pocket. Some of the titles of these tracks are very funny. Um, I don't know if there's like a romantic or RPG element to this game, but it seems like there might be because there's a lot of. Um, pieces of music that are titled, not things you'd expect just from playing pool. Dinner for Two, composed by Emi Shimizu and Masaki Iwasaki. It's possible they also named the tracks, you know, in
0: the style of old jazz standards. Dinner for yeah. Two sounds like, you know, for something sure. like Tea for Two or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's so catchy. I really love those flourishes, those triplets, da 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 It's yeah. just... Very old timey and delightful. I also love, you
0: know, it has that rhythm changes progression, the mm-hmm. 1, 6, 2, 5, but then it does it's that so thing that a lot of um, music that uses that progression does, where the second time through, the bass goes to th- sort of the flat three on this kind of diminished chord. So boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And I just, I, I like that kind of There's something so charming of that specific chord move. It makes me think, yeah. actually, a lot of like something Koji Kondo does say, like in the Mario World Overworld. Oh thing. yeah,
1: I was getting definite definite Mario World vibes with this track. I'm excited to move on to this next one. I think we've played this before in the podcast, and now I can't remember if it was either a sports episode. You know what? It could have been that Data East episode, even. But in any case, this is called Stylin. Um, and yeah, it's kind of an old timey. It actually reminds me of cartoon music or even like comedic Hal Roach music. It kind of is that style of playful jazz. Let's take a listen to Stylin'. well done. Uh, So impressive to get this on the Genesis. This is Stylin from Side Pocket. Shimizu and Iwasaki. And what I love is they don't waste any time. They go through the head or the main melody. As soon as that happens one time, they start soloing around it and adding these kind of ornamentations, which is very uh, fitting and authentic to what, you know, a jazz group would do. And then, you know, there's that final uh, little cadence where the Rhodes has a really nice two-bar kind of playful solo to get back into the form. And I don't know, it's just a lot of nice interaction. It's a great melody to me it it reminds me of like hal Roach music uh it 's very playful and there 's almost like a comedic uh, sensibility to it, but yeah, this is just so impressive well it 's very old fashioned the
0: The chord progression here has almost like a twenties sort of sound, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like a lot of those secondary dominance and stuff i i or I even just again old musical show tunes, old vaudeville songs like parts of this remind me of the changes for it 's only a paper moon
1: sure uh, yeah absolutely.
0: Arman. Uh, I mean, I I just, I love this melody, though. I love the the bluesy moments. The the chords are so beautiful. Honestly, I just feel like we're going to get spoiled on this episode with the harmonic richness and the quality of all these melodies. Every track is sort of like this, where I think in a conventional episode, things like this would stand out in such a way that we'd be like, oh my gosh, this is just
1: we'd probably yeah, be beside I, right? ourselves. It's, I, I really do have to say that these scores are incredibly underrated. And part of that is because they're for these pool games. I mean, I'm sure these games are fun, but they're not like critically acclaimed. And I don't think anyone really spends much time thinking about these games to this day. But I, it was just such a great opportunity to go for this music. And I kind of wish that this music was scoring like more of a critically acclaimed game or series because it's just so good. And this is not throwaway music. This is the not, okay, is, I'm just going to go for this cute little jazz thing. It's this is legitimately good music. I don't music.
0: think people people don't really go back and play old sports video games or old yeah. kind of things like this. You know, there was always... There's so many home console versions of board games and bowling and billiards and all yep. that stuff that was kind of gimmicky at the time of like, oh, you can play Monopoly on your Super Nintendo. But I don't think anyone goes back and actually plays those, which is a shame because there's some great music. I mean, speaking of Monopoly on Super Nintendo, that's got <laughs> Sugiyama composed music. for that. So, I mean, it's just kind of... It is a shame when these... It is a shame when these sort of flash in the pan titles um, don't necessarily get the kind of reverence that they should just yeah. because the soundtracks are almost lost in a forgotten title.
1: Well, let's move on to a track I was alluding to. This is a little more of a modern fusion jazz take um, on that tradition. It's so good. One of my favorites from Side Pocket. Let's take a listen to Chillin'. this is amazing. You guys listening to Chillin from Side Pocket. That's what we're doing. We're just chillin, listening to some jazz. This is my favorite of the day so far. This is composed by Emi Shimizu and Masaki Iwasaki. It's just so interactive and energetic. Um, There's not a second that anything is is wasted. I mean, every single channel is just working so hard. You can't really hear the limitations. It sounds so full and there's just so many exciting uh, kind of trading off with this Rhodes is going to do this flourish and then the melody instrument will do a flourish and the bass, I mean, oh my god, the, yeah, the bass, bass on this is the one. the superstar All-star. of this track it's just it, phenomenal
0: yeah, I, I love the writing and the um, very intricately written, it's something that would be mm-hmm. incredibly difficult, we were joking when we were playing of like, oh, do you think Marty would like if we did this song, um, and <laughs> asked him to play this active bass line, but He'd it's so brilliantly composed, I love the boom, dick-a-boom, dick-a-boom, dick-a-boom you know what I like this it's just so is interesting.
1: The only thing that's modern at all or fusion-y at all is like the rhythm section approach, like the drums and the electric bass and kind of the rhythms that they're playing and how maybe difficult that is. But if you took that away, like the actual heart of the composition is very old school. Yeah, I definitely think the progression,
0: um, but the rhythms almost have this kind of like up-tempo Latin sort of sound to it a little yeah. bit. Uh, which I really love. And again, fusion. I mean, that's what video games are. It's it's taking stuff from an analog acoustic medium and, and putting it in this sort of digital world and then sort yeah. of as a way of breathing life into these sort of soulless computers. And Man, that's, that's so, so good. much of the charm of this stuff is like hearing these you know somewhat by today's standards crummy synths play this Mm -hmm. deeply human music especially jazz something with so much vibrancy and improvisation and to sort of even somewhat capture that spirit on a computer is i think really awesome and again we just we so love the eclecticism of these soundtracks that they can go from you know a track like dinner for two and then also have something like this and then also have that ace in the hole track that was completely different
1: Well, the next track is kind of a similar combination. Um, There are some harmonic elements that feel very classic and timeless, but a little bit of more maybe of a modern rhythm section approach. This is such a fun piece of music. It's so happy and innocent. Let's take a listen to the last track we'll play today of Side Pocket for a while. This is California Lemonade. Listening to California Lemonade from Side Pocket. I love this Rhodes, this Fender Rhodes jazz here. It's kind of almost like I'm imagining a trio. You have drums, electric bass, <laughs> really hard hitting electric bass, and then Rhodes. You know, you could have someone playing the chords and also doing the melody and soloing on top. Um, yeah, this is. There's something very innocent and sweet about this piece of music, even more so than the other tracks from Side Pocket. I,
0: I love it. It would be a really fun project to kind of take, and not just this, but maybe all of the Data East kind of pool games, including yep. like Side Pocket GB,
1: and do kind of a, a really faithful cover album with actual instruments. I want to do that so bad. Get real players. Because this music is legitimately awesome. I mean, if you heard this with real players, you'd be like, oh, what a great kind of throwback jazz album. This sounds really timeless and But I also think it would be cool to
0: also lean into some of the fusion elements, too. I mean, certain tracks, definitely, you know, upright bass, piano, Mm -hmm. uh, just a kind of traditional uh, jazz trio sort of a sound. But I also think some of these could really have
1: cool and different arrangements. Oh my gosh, especially what we're moving to. Forget about it. Okay, so we're going to move on to the second score out of three that we're focusing on today, and this one is the smallest, and so we're only playing four tracks, but it's so good. This is Kiss Shot, and if you haven't heard of this game, there's probably a reason it was only released in Japan, Uh, definitely... uh, the maybe the least known game out of the three we're focusing on but it was developed and published by sega and so let's hear how these sega composers approach a pool game on the genesis uh, starting off with a track called nine ball game which i love so much this was a track of the week in some episode uh, the composers on this score were neofumi hataya who's worked in the sonic series as well as hiroshi kubota let's take a listen to nine ball game from kiss shot listening to nine ball game which is so swanky and cool and mysterious this could fit like a film noir detective game or something this is from kiss shot which is an awesome score not very well known composed by neofumi hitaya and hiroshi kubota i love hearing these sega composers approach to this i will say they're giving the data east people a run for their money especially with their implementation this sounds so good yeah, the
0: one thought that I have is I feel like the chords get a little muddied in that FM sound And that was something that I thought the Data East composers did a really good job Of, like, voicing the harmonies in a way that they always sounded really pleasant And this is a track yeah. that I feel like if you played those chord voicings dirtier. On, on piano, they'd be great But hearing it with that kind of chimey sound, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's interesting you know?
1: For me, like it's, I know what you're saying It's definitely dirtier and grungier But to me that really fits this piece There's something a little dark about this piece And at least in the course of this playlist I was actually really enjoying kind of the grit of this um, And you're going to hear more with the next three pieces we play That there is a different energy and emotion That the music of Kiss Shot has That's a little different than Side Right, Pocket.
0: yeah the- yeah, I like the darkness. I mean, it also definitely sounds like jazz. I don't think it has the same melodic quality. I mean, especially that line. You know, like some of these things that are a little bit more wandering. That was more soloistic. Yeah, I guess. But it just doesn't, it doesn't have the same kind of polished touch. It sounds like these are composers that are capable of doing lots of styles that are kind of channeling this specific idiom for yeah i know game, what you mean where i got the sense with the side pocket that it's like this is the kind of music that really excites these composers
1: i could well, be you're wrong gonna, but i and i got that sense with minnesota fats too which is why those two scores are so special um okay so <laughs> this is moving on to something very different let's take a listen to the win theme from kiss shot here we go Short and sweet, again, 32 seconds. This is Win Theme, which is just a fun, bluesy solo, really. Um, yeah, it's, uh, some shredding stuff, <laughs> some nice solo ideas that had to be painstakingly implemented on the Genesis. I always love that. You know, hearing a solo on the Genesis, really, I, I don't think people realize just how difficult that is. I mean, it sounds natural, which is, which is kind of like great special effects where you don't notice it when it's great. You just kind of accept it. Uh, and That's kind of the case with this, but this is really hard to to do this stuff here.
0: Totally. Yeah And I, I like that kind of voicing on the keyboard because um, it's this bluesy progression But it's nice part writing where it's sort of like the least possible movement And yeah. you essentially only have like one or two voices changing pitch by half. It's very step. smooth. Yeah That yeah, yeah, this a is a type so fun. of voicing that happens all the time in that sort of bluesy progression but it almost evokes the sound of like major to minor
1: I love with all the different settings that they're using on the FM chip. They really are trying to convey different jazz instruments. Like that one, really is trying to almost be a saxophone. You know, it's like going from like Rhodes to maybe guitar to like saxophone. It's really cute to see how they're trying to convey those instruments. Yeah, yeah, nice job, Hataya and Kubota. That's really fun. Yeah, some of the fast soloistic lines made me think of a game like Ducktales.
0: You know, for yeah. the NES.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's kind of zany and kind of out of control a little bit. Well, this one is hilarious. I remember the first time we played this. Will just laughed out loud because it's so over the top and like sexy and like like swanky. It's almost like porn music or something. This is Lou's theme from kiss shot. Enjoy. A lot of attitude with this. This is the lose theme from Kiss Shot. Again, we got Hataya and Kubota. I love they're able to convey kind of this bluesy, funky, 80s kind of feeling electric guitar jazz here. Uh, just, just I love those slow pitch bends. That's not easy to do also on the Genesis. It was just really a lot of attitude with this one. I think it's interesting that
0: they put so much effort into having all this, like, pitch subtlety, but the actual instrument timbre itself is so basic, and then also, like, the rhythms are so square, like, I almost think this, that effect would work better if they kind of finessed some of the attacks a little bit more, and there's other ways to make it sound performed, rather than just, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, it ends up kind of having an uncanny
1: um, sound. I love the change of pace of this track. It's, it's definitely, I don't know what I would call it, but it's... Um,
0: well, it almost has like the funky. chariots of
1: fire beat. It's kind of funny, but it almost works
0: as a lose theme because it's sort mm-hmm. of this like almost things moving in slow motion kind of out of yeah. time effect.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's a nice um, sandwich here today because when we go to Minnesota Fats, it's going to feel like we're returning to that lovely um, style of music that we heard with Side Pocket with a lot of reverence to jazz and just a lot of chops. Um, But with Kiss Shot, I I really enjoy how different of approach these composers took. Um, Let's move on to one more piece from Kiss Shot, and I really like this a lot. This is the ending theme. Let's take a listen. listening to the ending theme from kiss shot and you know this and nine ball game they're so chill and laid back uh definitely more minimal than uh the side pocket music i I really like this piece a lot i think it's very pretty and it has this kind of sad end of the summer of melancholy emotion to it, it's, it's perfect for an ending theme. This also makes me think of a film noir, even something like Chinatown, mm-hmm. or,
0: you yeah. know, has that sort of longing you just want to take a drag on a cigarette kind of a <laughs>
1: feeling. <laughs> and we will, right now, yeah. No, this is this is really good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kiss Shot. I think stacking it up with these other two titles, I admit that it doesn't quite um, have the same compositional um highs maybe that these other two have but i I have a soft spot in my heart for kiss shot i think i was just so excited to discover it um a couple years ago but all right it is time now to move on to to the main event i love this score so much this is minnesota fats pool legend finally we get to have a little spotlight on this we're gonna play eight pieces of music from this wonderful soundtrack um so masaki iwasaki did return for this uh and then also composers taihei sato saiji momoi and shogo sakai very famous composer there um yeah this is uh, actually quite a diverse soundtrack there's plenty of straight ahead jazz tunes there's some slow ballads some latin pieces of music and then some other tracks that go in some different directions really great stuff let's start things off with moving on up A bang. This is moving on up from Minnesota Fats pool legend, and it does feel like we're returning to this delightful world that was established in Side Pocket. Some slight changes here, sound-wise. Drum samples are a little bit different, more kind of tucked back in the mix. I think the drums were louder, relatively, in Side Pocket. Um, and so the balance is a little different. It's fun to go back to some of those same instruments that we heard inside Pocket, some classic sounds. When I think of these two games, that Rhodes being one of them. Um, yeah, what a, what a great way to start off the score here. This
0: one's interesting because the arrangement sounds more like a big band in terms of what it's going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but compositionally, it sort of flirts the line with the B section. It sounds a little bit more jazz as it gets into it. But that sort of opening introductory idea just mm-hmm. has the kind of Harmonic language of like '80s video games—that sort yeah. of like mixolydian sound and the sort of slash chord sound—that mm-hmm. makes me
1: think of more, almost like disco or kind of. It later is more funk of a music. hybrid. It's more of a hybrid, isn't it? Yeah, and that's definitely not what I feel with some of these Minnesota Fats tunes. Like some of them are so clearly like an homage piece for a specific era, or specific style within jazz. This one felt like it was maybe more of this natural mix where I don't know they were really going for one specific sound, Um, but it is jazzy. And one thing that I love about this score is that ride simple sample. We're going to hear it a lot more, but it's so fun. They were able to have just a little bit of that kind of uh, jazz drum set vibe with the ride. It's that's another thing that you rarely hear on the Sega Genesis. How many other games have the a, a ride D I C sample? I don't know if I've, I can think of any. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of interesting. Uh, I've often wondered, like, uh, it's kind of an
0: essential element in jazz, or so if you're doing a jazz drum part, you need to have something that can evoke the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting, like the the couple tracks that I've done, you know, on NES tracking that are meant to sort of have that. <tch, tch, 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 yeah you know and doing it with going noise to the is ride. Hard. <laughs> it is kind of hard but there's interesting sort of like using more of the metallic sound channel and different yeah. sort of like I love chip drums I, I just made such a man. fun puzzle of kind of challenge like how to evoke that but it makes you use your imagination and it's almost one of my favorite parts of the whole chip sound thing because it's the most akin to almost something like beatboxing you
1: know yeah For sure. Well, I think we're going to move on to a potential track of the week contender. This is so classic. This is Solitude, wonderful piece of music from Minnesota Fats, pool legend. Let's take a listen. God, just kill me. This is so good. That that kind of soloing, that really fast soloing around the melody is yeah. virtuosic. And it is just so authentic to an actual jazz solo. It's insane. The melody is so good here. It really feels like an old standard, kind of this bossa nova sound. This is Solitude from Minnesota Fats. One of my favorites. Definitely a contender for track of the week. So much to love with this one. Well, and it's
0: that really cool thing where oftentimes when the solo becomes more active, it's on the most interesting sort of borrowed chord, often on like a tritone yep. substitution where it's a lot to play da, around but, where it's like all with, these isn't notes it? that are not diatonic. Um, but based on the bass, whether it's like the flat two or, you know, the flat five or whatever, that kind of really interesting extended harmony. Well, what I
1: love about this track and the solos here, there's a lot of VGM kind of jazzy solos that that happen from time to time. And I, I think most of them don't actually use um the the type of combined scales that a jazz soloist would actually right. use, and this is a case where it's so authentic.
0: Yeah, completely. And, and the whole song feels like it's it's riding the line between being uh, melodically composed and being improvised. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. It almost feels like this is a riff on a pre-existing tune. Like there's something. Yeah, like that everyone should know this. Yeah, it's so confident. It's like
1: okay, everyone knows this standard, and so we're gonna solo around. It, right, but no one's heard it before because the just first line sequence idea. is
0: really kind of catchy and immediate but then you have yeah
1: and then <laughs> i i
0: just i like how <sighs> it it definitely yeah it's it's sort of interesting i mean even a lot of like later jazz music i feel like is written that way where it's like an original composition that starts off in a very basic manner and mm-hmm. quite quickly turns into something a little bit more kind of gallant and just dancing around all these interesting notes and rhythms
1: that's so good i also really love that kind of muted uh bass instrument very tasty stuff okay let's move on to um a ballad Uh, and this one has one of my favorite lead instruments it's i don't even know what it would I, i feel like they're they're trying to convey like a saxophone but it's it's really cute how it sounds in the genesis let's take a listen to until tomorrow is so good i can't believe i'm hearing this on the sega genesis you guys listening to until tomorrow which is a beautiful jazz ballad by either iwasaki sato momoi or sakai i would love to know which tracks were composed by shogo sakai i'm really curious about that um yeah i mean just like any good jazz ballad one thing that you want to do with a ballad is you kind of want to lean into the the spiciness and the dissonance because Having those moments of tension really makes the the resolving moments and the moments of release so much more powerful. And and when I think of a lot of great jazz ballads, the chords are usually very spicy and almost very challenging at times. Uh, and so when it resolves to like a major nine or something, it just it feels so good. Totally, yeah. And there's also that thing of
0: like having a lot of sustained notes. It's a melody yeah. that could be harmonized much in a much simpler fashion. Um, Mm -hmm. That's one of the the great sort of balances, I think, when you can have melodic simplicity and harmonic sophistication. Because then the harmony is commenting on the melody and it's Mm -hmm. coloring it. But the melody is still so simple and focused that it's easy for anyone to grab onto. I remember remember Marty saying something about Christmas time is here. Like when I was a really little kid talking about the Vince Guaraldi... That's a good example of that too Peanuts, And that's the perfect example of such a pure melody in, in terms of just almost like
1: Highlighting two pitches But being but harmonized be more in complex. a really gorgeous And sophisticated way And challenging way too I mean there's certain chord moments where it's like "Oh, what's this gonna resolve to And then eventually it does and it's that, you know, that kind of music is so interesting to listen to and it feels like you're taken on a journey and it definitely feels like it's telling a story. But even like you old know? Broadway songs, you know, something like the yeah.
0: hills are alive with the sound of music. That second exactly. chord that's almost like if it's in the key of C, it would be like B major over C, you know, it really it's kind of interesting, isn't it?
1: There. You know, it's like it's like different colors like these. You know, jazz composers have, like, more colors to choose from in their painting. You know, it's it's not just four different colors. It's thousands of, of colors. It's really, really cool stuff. All right. Let's move on to a piece called Set Me Free. Here we go. Flute solo, yes, please. This this episode is absolutely spoiling us. So good, so much to love. This has set me free. Um, yeah, this is um, this is cool. I don't think we've ever played a lot of this music. We've never played before. There's only a handful. I Minnesota think this Fats should be track
0: of the week. Frankly. Oh yeah,
1: it's so strong,
0: and the fact that it's we've really never played cool. it before. I just, God, I love every single section. It's melodic. It's interesting. Melody's it has beautiful. a lot of. You know harmonic sensitivity it feels very authentic. I I just really adore this one. It's
1: got great instruments Great interaction, great diversity. It feels like it's trading off to different members of the band that are just sitting out, you know, that's how you have to do it to the Genesis. Okay, the flute is just waiting and sitting for their solo and then they come in and it's only because they don't have enough channels to have it all the time. I, I could see this being a shogo Sakai composition for whatever reason. Kinda reminds me of some other Sakai music, but um I also like the sort of the,
0: the way it harmonically gets back into the original key like the really interesting Mm -hmm. chromaticism as it gets um lower and lower um and then just the kind of again really crunchy voicings there's a lot of dissonance but it's really beautiful kind of dissonant
1: that is definitely possible let's see if we can top that or solitude as we move on all right the next piece of music is called the fine draw this is another classic i feel like we maybe have played this before let's take a listen to the fine draw this could totally yeah, attract wins to as well this is the fine this draw. wins <laughs> it was a fine draw indeed
0: but this has pushed it, it was this a fine pushed it draw. over the edge
1: it's you know yeah if i had to show someone one track from today i mean i don't even know where to begin with this the melody is so beautiful so crafted and not simple this is what i love about this one is nothing about this is simple it feels natural and inevitable but it is that comes from so much detail and craft, and like you mentioned before, sophistication. When that Rhodes kind of support uh, descending flourish happens on the far right channel, yeah. that just yeah. won me over. I, I it's love so the. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Um... <laughs> so oh,
0: that good. is
1: gorgeous. And switching to that kind of soft uh, square wave type instrument, there sounds like a clarinet or something. Yeah, it's. The instruments are so great on Minnesota Fats. They do such a good job. I mean, I use a lot of these instruments on my Genesis uh, chip tunes. I have so many Minnesota Fats instruments. It's crazy. It's some of the best sounding Genesis music. And again, it's spoiling you. I mean, where else do you get this level of sophistication in this era? It's And every single track is just so good. I mean, we could have had a spotlight just on Minnesota Fats. There is enough music for that. I'm glad we did this because some really cool stuff in Side Pocket, some really cool stuff in Kiss Shot. So this is a great playlist, even better, I think, than it would have been if we just did the soul, you know, Fats. But oh my gosh, yeah, that is an outstanding piece of music. And it makes me a little sad that it was from a pool game that nobody probably plays anymore. But should go back and play it, if not, anything for the music. So, so good. Let's move on. This one is, I'm um, trying to remember what style this one goes for. I think this is a little bit more of a straight-ahead jazz. Let's take a listen to Head Over Heels. Ride symbol work on this <laughs> this piece of music. Yeah, this is pretty authentic, especially that intro section. I think that chord progression um, is very reminiscent of some jazz tunes that I've heard before. Once once it gets into the main uh, vamp. There's not really a melody or a head on this. It's basically just a one long solo, you know, switching instruments to maybe a saxophone. But
0: it's interesting, yeah, that there's no head because it's called mm-hmm. Head Over Heels. Um, <laughs> perhaps that was an intentional like more of a entendre. heel
1: than a head. Uh, yeah, yeah. This this is a track where it's basically just a constant solo, and it's it's nice. I mean, it's not one of the strongest. And the score. I have a feeling this is not the same composer that did a, the Fine Draw. Um, but it's it's. Who, who really knows? I would have loved to, to seen the specific crediting. Yeah, the one um, thing on
0: this track that I'm I'm not sort of feeling is sometimes the bluesiness in these scores I really like, but sometimes mm-hmm. it comes off in a really saccharine kind of, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Exploitive yeah, way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sometimes they use the blues scale, and that's why I really do think this is a different composer than things like the Fine Draw or Solid. I think whoever did Solitude also did the Fine Draw, in my opinion. But, yeah... Some people, some composers use the blues scale in a way that would never have been used by actual jazz musicians, like a a level of um, uh, maybe kind of cartoonishness or just over the top, like like using using that note too many times. Right. Yeah, something about it, it doesn't, doesn't really feel that authentic. Um, but overall, it's, it's, it's pretty authentic. It's a nice piece of music. Uh, let's move on to another awesome one. This is called The Crooked Q from Minnesota Fats Pool Legend. guys are listening to the crooked cue which we're gonna dub take six um it feels very inspired by take five but it's not in five it's in six this is great i really like this track this is a nice combination where it's flirting between being melodic or composed and feeling more spontaneous and soloistic i think it's a great balance um, this might be my favorite use of that ride cymbal sample <laughs> In the score um, it, it really works, you know it, it has the right swing rhythm And it kind of gets you in that vibe That's such an important part of adding some I guess like Legitimacy to the sound of this band here yeah. But yeah, this, this is a great track
0: Yeah, I, I really like all the chord changes I really like the contours of the the lead line um it's it's very interesting and it it definitely it maintains the standard of quality for both this game and the side pocket game you know just kind Mm -hmm. of it's a really just authentic sound um and i like that they're evoking different sort of eras of jazz almost this Mm -hmm. sounds more almost like a Cool period 1950s
1: Type of a style where some Well of the other and there were was... some other tracks In Minnesota Fats that were Very diverse like we're not playing it But there's quite a few short pieces of music And jingles that again, we're going for that almost like sonic pop rock kind of sound. Yeah. And so that was really fun to hear these composers go for that too. Um, yeah, quite a bit of diversity, surprisingly, in this. And the track we're going to play, this is the last one from Minnesota Fats and the last of the day, other than our playout. It's called Take Me Away, and I have a feeling it's some sort of ending theme, and it couldn't be more different stylistically from what we've heard in Minnesota Fats. It's just a lot more kind of straight-ahead video game music for kind of an emotional goodbye, but it's nice. It's very pretty. Let's take a listen to Take Me Away. You guys are listening to Take Me Away. It's a great way to take us away today. From this episode, this was so much fun. I I really like this because this feels like classic video game music. I guess maybe more classical, you could say, also with some pop. Uh, moves as well uh, Very emotional Again it has that Descending chromatic Progression that we Hear in so much Ending music I like this a lot Definitely Yeah The the
0: progression It's very sweet And very earnest I have sort of A theory about Video game Jazz music And I think It's composed In a little bit Of a different way Due to Kind of a Technical concern most of the music that we've heard today has been swung, which means that rather than having straight eighths, it has the effect of like da, 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 which is the most easy way of simulating something like that. Triplet-based. Yeah, it's triplet bass, so da, 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 and you just play the first and third of the triplets, da, 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 That's definitely Um, how they did it. But you can almost tell that that's the nature of the composition because so many of these melodies and so many of these lines use like eighth note triplets like in full, which is something that um, it definitely does happen in jazz music, but because the feel of swing isn't overtly triplet based. It's
1: more like overrepresented here Than in jazz
0: It almost makes things sound more like It's in
1: like a 6-8 kind of a feel well, if you guys didn't get enough swanky music with a lot of attitude, look forward to the playout. It's called "Playing It Cool, with an exclamation point, from Side Pocket. So we have one more Side Pocket track today. And again, that score was composed by Emi Shimizu and Masaki Iwasaki. Kiss Shot, that Sega score, was composed by Naofumi Hitaya and Hiroshi Kubota. And this Minnesota Fats was by Iwasaki, Sato, Momoi, and Sakai. Hats off to all these wonderful composers... This music is so good, and I'm so glad we got to dedicate an episode on it. It was a little bit of a silly choice. I know very niche. Um, you know, we're, we call it calling it Genesis Pool Jazz. And I think announcing that episode, there might have been some of you that were scratching your heads like, oh, that's an interesting choice. But the music today was outstanding. And I am so glad we did this. Well, and we just want you to know this is this is our last
0: episode ever. And we thought <laughs> it was the most perfect and fitting way to finally cover what everyone's
1: been clamoring to for. To sum everything up. Well, you know what's so funny is it's going to be a one-two punch because next week's episode is is even more serious Silly, um, and definitely more even obscure, more niche, yeah, but. I have a feeling it's going to have some incredible music and Will's going to take a oh, little bit I of the reins with that I know it's going one. to have some
0: incredible music.
1: Yeah, should we say what next week's episode will be? Yeah, next week we're going to do a
0: spotlight on uh, <laughs> lesser-known <laughs> DS soundtrack, some sort of like DS deep cuts. Um, and yeah. it just comes from every show and tell. I find this plethora of like obscure kind of Japanese DS games that are so damn good. And then I can't find enough information about the composers and every single time it just Mm -hmm. like without fail, there's such a gold mine of really interesting stuff that most people haven't heard of.
1: Even if we limited it to games that you've brought in on Show and & Tells and just right. fleshed those yeah, out, honestly, it would be amazing. Yeah, honestly, because those like, scores I, are so good. I really want to hear some, what was that? It was something baseball, like it was like Super Dream Baseball or something. I really want yeah. to hear that represented. You should go back. It was years ago you, you brought something like that in. It was. I remember it being really good. So I'm really excited for that episode. Some more obscure music <laughs> coming next week. But that's one of the things we love on this podcast is to kind of shine the light on music that doesn't get represented enough and doesn't get praised enough because it is amazing music and good music. It doesn't really matter uh, where it comes from. It's good regardless of that. So we're really excited about that. Anything else you got at the end, Will? Uh, No, just that
0: we're super excited. um, On a personal note, uh, Carl is going to be getting married soon here and his wedding is in...
1: A couple weeks. When this episode comes out, um, I'll be getting married, not this coming Saturday, but the next. Well, and it's cool because we have some of
0: our uh, marcado friends that are actually going to be in town for a little while. So Very I'm fun. just looking forward to hanging out with some of those people that maybe we usually only get to see at MagFest or other things. So that's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and um, we do have a, a pretty fun idea that uh, I was thinking of doing sometime after our wedding, maybe sometime in August. Um, uh, I don't know if I told you about this, Will, but someone had an idea on Discord actually to do this, and I think it would be really fun to to have Joe on for a favorites with friends. Totally favorites with wife. <laughs> yeah, so that would be a, a lot of fun. So we'll try to do that maybe sometime in August. All right, guys, that's about it. We're gonna play you out with "Playing It Cool" from Side Pocket. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. My name is Carl Brugeman. And I'm Will Brugeman. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.